Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Don. The most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. You should be your competition's huge problem. This is the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast with Steve Cypress and Everett Fornell. Welcome to another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast, the most unifying, come one, come all, we love everybody podcast of all time. Speaking of which, everybody loves my co-host, Mr. Everett Fornell. You know, Steve, I just want to say that just because I'm a podcaster does not mean that I have to love iTunes. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, uh, we have just been on iTunes. All the podcasts are on iTunes, and uh, they just take us for granted. They do. They, they forget about us, and they, just, they, they figure that they'll get all the traffic from all the podcasts because they don't need to pay any attention to us or... Yeah, you know, we are not better off. We've been doing this podcast for like a hundred and however many episodes, and I don't know about you, but I am not better off as a podcasting host than we were when we started. So what's going on with iTunes? I completely agree. I think that they have have, uh, lied and manipulated podcasters. Yeah, so I love terrestrial radio. I love terrestrial radio, but not even terrestrial radio. I mean, I like some of the the mavericks, you know, Stitcher and... Some of the new things right. on the scene that are keeping podcasting going. Yeah, right? we like all those. Great again. Notice that we didn't say we're we're not going to still be on iTunes, though. Not, <laughs> we didn't say that. No, no. And but so we great. just, as usual, well, at the start of the episode, dear listener, for anyone paying attention to the firestorm all over social media this week, we're, of course, alluding to the Kanye West I Love Trump episode that's continuing to go on until that flames out in a couple of days or hours or whatever. And the next earth-shaking thing is happening that means nothing. And so, Kanye West, if you weren't paying attention, first of all, good for you, and I'm proud of you. But uh, just in case you, you don't know that what happened is some black millennial activist or conservative came out and talked down to, like, Black Lives Matter, saying, look, you guys are living in the past, complaining about being a victim, slavery's over, Jim Crow's over, forget about it, and let's think about the future, and let's move on. And all the leadership of all the black community and the Democrats just want to keep focusing on what victims we are, and that keeps us down. And so Kanye West went and tweeted out and said, I like the way she thinks. And then everyone went crazy because you're not supposed to do that. You're black. You're an entertainer. You're a rapper. You're not supposed to do anything positive towards a conservative and say any, even if you just say, I like the way she thinks. He didn't say, I like the way she votes. He didn't say, I'm donating to the Republican Party. He didn't say, I'm letting Trump fly on my private. He just said, I like the way she thinks. But the whole place goes crazy. Oh, Blah, 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 Kanye this, that. Well, then Trump went out and said, hey, Kanye, you're cool. And then Kanye went even further and just and, and had a photo posted on Twitter or something of him wearing the Make America Great hat and having it signed by Trump. And have Trump went back and retweeted. And he did not back down, is what I'm saying, like all the other entertainers do. When they say anything remotely even neutral about Donald Trump, they get rained on hell. 
and then they apologize. Well, Kanye West said, I ain't apologizing. In fact, I'm going to repeat it over and over. And then other entertainers chimed in a little bit, and so suddenly you have Kanye West just being a maverick and saying, and then he backtracked a little bit, right? He said, I love Trump. I also love Hillary. I love everybody. But he still didn't backtrack him. on the I love Trump part. So less than what we're, what we're talking about here is where Trump, this, this dates back to the only time that Trump and Kanye ever met was the same topic similar that we talked about last week when we talked about Trump doing all those interviews and meeting all those people up in Trump Tower during the transition period after the election, before the inauguration. And we talked about Rudy Giuliani who wanted Secretary of State, and Trump said no, and so Giuliani said, I'm not doing anything, but he undoubtedly kept in touch, kept that relationship. That's what we talked about last week. Now, right. we're talking about a similar tip, only it's not just build that relationship with clearly who is on your side and aligned to you, Rudy Giuliani, another Republican politician who also is a leading candidate for president, and as the mayor of New York, where Trump lived his whole life and did most of his deals, obviously they did a lot of work together and showed up at all their fancy events together. No, this is a case where Trump actually met with what who people would think would be his enemies. And he met with all walks. You know, he had dinner with Mitt Romney a few times, the biggest anti-Trumper there was during the campaign and so forth. And so Kanye West was one of these, and he kind of won them over. I remember well, another uh, civil rights uh, activist leader, uh, former football player Jim Brown, who's been all about civil rights his whole career, his whole life. And he came out of that Trump Tower meeting, and he said something like, hey, I really believe Trump, that he's sincere, and he wants to help the black community, and that's great. And so Trump did all that, and here it is, a year and a half into his presidency, or whatever it is, and suddenly, from that meeting, comes out Kanye going, yeah, I like the guy, or I love him, I love Trump. So that's the lesson this week, is not only build these relationships with people you naturally think you, you should and you do and it's easy, but take that extra step to build relationships and reach out to even people that would be considered your enemy and build that relationship. You never know when it's going to come in handy. Exactly. I think it hit the nail on the head. And well, so then give us an example. What's someone that a business owner, or let's say a plumber in any town USA, who would be considered like his enemy that he ought to, you wouldn't think he would want to reach out and build a relationship with? Well, obviously, I mean, he, he would want to reach out and build relationships to start off with with other plumbers. Well, there you go. Everyone would think you're all enemies. You're all fighting for who has the biggest yellow page ad and whose website comes on number one on Google and who can have the biggest billboard in the center of town. And so, yeah, naturally... You would think that every plumber in town is competing in enemies, and what one plumber would be Trump-like and would reach out to the others to extend an olive branch and say, hey, let's see if we can get along. Start trying to not be adversarial on a personal level. The other people, especially in the contracting world, the other people who you absolutely have to reach out to are uh, code inspectors and code compliance people. Right, you just have to be a little bit careful there because of bribery laws. <laughs> well, no, I, I didn't. I don't mean that you got to. Let's not reach out to them too much, listeners. Okay, now calm down. We did not say send them all to your uh, cottage for uh, two most, weeks, all expenses paid. <laughs> most uh, most code compliance people get cussed out and yelled at, and yep. very rarely do they have either a neutral transaction. They come in, hi, how you doing? Okay, sign off and leave. Or they have a mildly pleasant transaction, or they have a horrible transaction. What the fuck's wrong with you? And you're out of your goddamn mind. And you know what I mean? If you can, and I'm certainly not advocating any sort of any sort of bribery, but if you can create a friendship, a relationship with those guys, 
it make a huge difference. I, yeah, I, and, I, and, I, and I agree, of course. Well, first of all, of course I agree, but it, it is similar to what happened with Kanye and Trump. I don't think anyone's even suggesting that Trump did any kind of underhanded or bribe or anything with Kanye. He just said, come on up for a meeting, let's talk, and what would you like to be done, and, and let's see if we can get something done. Right. And here's the thing. Uh, when I was in the roofing business, we had very good relationships with most of the county code inspectors, you know, a code inspector in at least one county, city, whatever, that we worked in. And you would be stunned how often we would have a problem come up, and we could just call the guy who we knew. And, you know, who do we know in the Manatee County? So, okay, here, get their name, call them, don't worry about it, guys. Yeah, don't worry about it, I know you guys. I'll swing by and take a look at it and sign off on it tomorrow morning. Boom, done deal. So we turn a non-passing deal into a passing deal just with a phone call without making any changes at all. And it's done. Another example you've given uh, previously on previous episodes here of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast is how great you were with insurance companies when you did work and getting insurance claims paid. I'm assuming yeah. that's a similar situation, that you yeah. weren't having the adversarial relationship that most business most businesses, most, most people have with insurance companies, seeing it as a game and their adversaries and, boy, they're going to screw me and they're going to cheat on their insurance. And that's the whole negative vibe about the whole thing. I have a feeling that you completely turned that on its head. Every chance we got with every adjuster that we could be friendly with, we were friendly. Now, sometimes there's no way, there's nothing you can do, right? Sometimes they're just jerks. Yeah, they're like the John but, McCain. Yeah, but in every situation where we could possibly have a good relationship with an adjuster, we had a great relationship with an adjuster. And I even had insurance companies call me to do inspections for them on jobs that were not our job. They just they needed an expert in the field to inspect it, so they would call me and I'd go. They'd give me a call and pay me a few hundred bucks to go out and do an inspection for them, and I would be their expert to go out and do the inspection. And, and most of the time when that happens, you end up getting the job. So not only are they paying me to go out and inspect it, but then I'm, I get paid from the insurance company to do, actually do the job. So, so what you're trying to say, I think, is it's safe to say that you're saying that building healthy relationships and treating people like people is actually a smart thing to do. It's a great thing to do, especially with people who are supposed to be adversarial. There's a great line. I don't know if you're a Game of Thrones fan. It's an HBO show. But there's a great line in there where one guy suggests that another guy make peace with his, one of his enemies. And he says, make peace with somebody who's done this and that to me and this and that to my family. And the other guy says, well, we only make peace with our enemies. If they're not our enemies, we don't make peace with them because we don't need to, basically. And I, I think that's really a powerful way to approach it. And I, I want to touch on a little bit of the advanced tip for this week and just point out to, to business owners, get to know the business owners in your area. Get friendly with the business owners in your area. You will be surprised how many opportunities come your way because you know and are friendly with other business owners who are in your same business, who you would think that, as we said, you would think you'd be adversarial with. Not the least. Yeah, and even if they are, even if they think they're adversarial towards you, you reach out, make the first move. Absolutely. And that's what that's a lesson learned from Donald Trump. You don't see him sitting there going, I'm not even gonna bother with these people that are clearly pro Hillary, anti Trumper progressive, liberal, Democrat, I'm not even going to reach out. No, he reached out to everybody. Right, absolutely. He said that all along. He always says, I want to be the uniter. I want to be the president of everybody. I think then his demeanor, his tweets, and his attitude kind of sets him back a little bit on that. But and I, Listen, I, I got in the roofing business because of the strategy that I'm, I'm telling right now. I was, I was not in the roofing business, but I was in the contracting business. And this roofer I knew, who I was friends with, decided that he wanted to sell his company. And he came to me and asked me if I was interested in buying it. Nobody else knew about it. Nobody had any idea about it. There was nothing anywhere 
any time. He never listed it for sale. So I'm and guessing nobody I, could outbid you for it. Exactly. And I, I bought the company without putting a dollar down. It didn't cost me a penny to buy the company. I bought the company and I got into the roofing business and made a ton of money in the roofing business. So here's what I'm telling you, listener. Get to know the business owners in your area, the direct competitors. And as Steve says, keep, keep reaching out. Keep making contact, keep over and over and over again, because there will come a time when they want to get out of their business. They want to sell it. They want to get out. They want to do whatever. And you might be surprised. You might get a phone call and say, hey, you want to buy my company? And you can buy it. You will be able to buy it for a song, if that's the case, as opposed to listing it with a realtor. Right, because often, often people want to sell their home, their business, their anything to somebody they like, that they know they'll treat their customers right and so forth. And so that's an extra little bonus tidbit there from Everett of building these relationships and reaching out to your so-called enemies. And if you thought that was good, by the way, which it was, then you will love the advanced tip of the week, which is even incredibly better. And for that, as always, you just go to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com. You get our advanced tip of the week. Implement that in your business and then let us know all the success stories from it. And tune back here next week for another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump Podcast. And this time I recorded it. Perfect. Jeez. Sorry about that. That's okay. You know, when, I, when I said that yesterday, when I said that uh, uh, about buying, rolling up, to, rolling up the company yesterday, I didn't even realize that I had done that in, in the roofing business. I, I mean, it was a, you know, it was a different business, but it. Uh, I was like, holy shit! I actually did what I was telling people to do. How about that? I love that it. <laughs> you mean actually, one of our stories actually had a basis in reality. <laughs> Go figure. Bonus. Go figure. All right. Very cool. Thank you, my friend. All right. Thank you. You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the Internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump, make sure to go listen to the rest of the episodes and get our advanced tip of the week by going to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com and join us next time. Unless you like being a loser. Some people do. Trust me.